This is an AMI podcast. Hurt people hurt people more skillfully. An expert heartbreaker knows the effect of each incision. The blade slips in, barely noticed, the pain and the apology delivered at the same time. You're listening to AMI Audiobook Review. Welcome back, where we talk all things audiobooks and get to know some interesting guests and their audiobook habits as well. That quote that you just heard is from a uh, sentimental book for me. It's called Diary of an Oxygen Thief, and it's written by Anonymous, narrated by Anonymous on Audible. I'm Ramya Amudin, host of AMI Audiobook Review, and joining me right now is Nizreen Abdel-Majid. She's the audio technical producer of the show. Nizreen, it's kind of cool that this whole thing is narrated and written by Anonymous. Um, fascinating concept, first of all, when you have these kind of books. But the reason why I said it was sentimental is because this is the first book that my little brother had recommended to me. And the first time I uh, checked it out, I didn't even check it out in audio. It was an ebook. We'd found it on um, some platform. I can't even remember the name of it right now. And then mm-hmm. we read it together, not out loud, but like we were re- reading it at the in and around the same time uh, of each other. And it was like, I can't even fully remember if I loved the book or not, but I just loved sharing it with him. He's not really an avid audiobook listener, but he reads a lot. And he, uh, when he recommended this to me saying that, hey, we're reading this book at school and I thought you might be interested because you love to read. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm down. We're going to share this. It's going to be so cool. And so Diary of an Oxygen Thief, when it came out in Audible, on Audible in audio format, I was like, oh, I got to reread this, reread it in audio. And uh, it was still very, very cool. Fascinating, super short listen if you're curious about it. And um, I think it's very well written. That quote and other ones from the book really stand out. Uh, Niz, anything like that that you just think, I-, I love sharing this experience with somebody else? At this point, I think it's not even about the book. It's just about the mm-hmm. memory. And it's someone special that recommended you that book. It's like when somebody recommends a movie to me. I don't even care about the movie, but oh my God, (laughs) thank you. Like you never did this for me before. Or when my brother sends me good music, he never usually does that. But recently he's been sending me remixes and he's, he's like, you should do that. And you'd go viral online. I'm like, I wouldn't, but I mean... That's pretty amazing. (laughs) That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool that you think that I have that talent. It's it's really nice that um, you're taking effort to take interest in my interests. You know what I mean? So that's uh, it. Yeah, no, totally. It's that, you know, when somebody and we talk about recommendations like every week on this show, right? Um, but when you, when somebody kind of knows you or knows that this is something that you would like and then they're like, I think you should check it out. Uh, to me, that's a very, very personal mm-hmm. moment. It's a very nice way to kind of um, seal the bond. And like you said, it's it's sweet that people take interest in what you're interested in or think think of you when they think of a certain book or a piece of music in your uh, examples. So I wanted to share it with all of you. And if you want to check it out, the uh, the book is called Diary of an Oxygen Thief by Anonymous. That's easy to remember. 
Let's take a look at the Sila homepage. This is Sila at a glance, uh, where you go to silalibrary.ca and we give you kind of a sneak peek at the homepage. C-E-L-A library.ca. The feature titles for this month pretty much is Red X, a novel by David Demshuk, ghost and horror series. The Audacity by Catherine Ryan, which we talked about last week. It's a humor uh, piece and also a memoir. The Dark Remains by Ian Rankin and William McGilvani. So this is like mysteries and crime stories, and it's got a very unique twist to the writing uh, aspect of it. So looking forward to talking a bit more about that. But Nizreen, we're going to get into what's trending because something real cool is taking off right now. Yeah, so Audible tweeted out this week's top releases. So we're just going to start with that. The Dark Hours by Michael Connelly, Dark Tarot by Christine Feehan, The Sentence by Louise Erdrich, A Final Spin by Jocko Willink. So many more good releases this week, but there's one that really caught my eye, Will, by Will Smith, Five Stars of Goodness. It's Is not five part stars of the of title. part of the title? Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> The book that is would be five so stars on Audible. <laughs> so I'm like, it would be accurate. It should be part of the yeah. title. I squeezed that in. But uh, no, I'm, I'm saying it's five stars and I'm not shocked at all that it's five stars Mm-mm. on Audible. Well deserved. Uh, he is a special man to me. Very special. But here's the synopsis. So one of the most dynamic and globally recognized entertainment forces of our time opens up fully about his life in a brave and inspiring book that traces his learning curve to a place where outer success, inner happiness, and human connection are aligned. Along the way, Will tells the story in full of one of the most amazing rides through the worlds of music and film that anyone has ever had. Will Smith's transformation from a West Philadelphia kid to one of the biggest rap stars of his era and then one of the biggest movie stars in Hollywood history is an epic tale, but it's only half the story. Will Smith thought with good reason that he had won at life. Not only was his own success unparalleled, his whole family was at the pinnacle of the entertainment world. Only they didn't see it that way. They felt more like star performers in his circus, a seven days a week job they hadn't signed up for. It turned out Will Smith's education wasn't nearly over. This memoir is the product of a profound journey of self-knowledge, a reckoning with all that your will can get you and all that it can leave behind. I'm going to stop there, but it's Ooh. such, I, yeah, that that synopsis just took a turn for me. Again, I'm not surprised that this would be such a good book. He is such a hardworking guy. I mean, I followed his career ever since I was little, ever since Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I followed his career This man is very passionate in what he's doing, and I think that's so inspiring. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, these memoirs don't usually get me. I mean, like, they don't grab my attention much. If it's a book about a celebrity, it doesn't really catch my attention usually. But when Will Smith posted on Instagram (laughs) of Oprah's reaction of his book, I got so excited, and she was telling him, that it was the best memoir she's ever read. Can you believe? What? Can you Coming imagine from Oprah. Oprah? Can you imagine okay. Oprah telling you this information? I would that go That seals crazy. the deal. We have to check it out. That's it. 
that's genuinely i genuinely i'm so excited to hear this book so yeah yeah no literally (laughs) anyone who's grown up with fresh prince um aka my generation like if you grew up with fresh prince you like and you loved it Okay, you're gonna check out this book or at least enough of the reaction around the book to feel like you've mm-hmm. listened or read the book yourself because it's so it's so Will Smith. Um, he is so charismatic and yeah. I, I can't imagine what the narration on this book would be like. And um, and then also I can only imagine how incredible it would be. Thanks, Niz, for bringing that up. That's awesome. Mm-hmm, you got it. Looking forward to checking it out. You're listening to AMI Audiobook Review. I'm your host, Ramia Amudan, here with Nisreen Abdel-Majid, and it's time for Pause or Play. No further explaining needed. If you've been following along with the show, this is one of my favorite features. Let's talk about The Dark Remains by Ian Rankin and William McGilvaney. And this is a mysteries and crime story, and we uh, featured it as one of the featured titles from the Sila Library's website, selalibrary.ca. So let's find out what it's about and then decide whether we'd hit pause or play. In this scorching crime collaboration, best-selling author Ian Rankin and Scottish crime-writing legend William McGilvaney join forces for the first-ever case of D.I. Laid Law, Glasgow's original gritty detective. Lawyer Bobby Carter did a lot of work for the wrong type of people. Now he's dead, and it was no accident— Besides a distraught family and a heap of powerful friends, Carter's left behind his share of enemies. So, who dealt the fatal blow? PC Jack, Laidlaw's reputation, recedes him. He's not a team player, but he's got a sixth sense for what's happening on the streets. His boss chucks the violence up to the uh, usual rivalries, but is it that simple? As two Glasgow gangs go to war, Laidlaw needs to find out who caught Carter before the whole city explodes. In The Dark Remains, these two iconic authors bring to life the criminal world of 1970s Glasgow and Laidlaw's relentless quest for truth. Okay, we're pressing pause or play on this one. Nazreen, to you, would you press pause or play? I love a good book that will get me asking a million questions. So this is probably one of those books. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say play. Okay. Slightly Let's hesitant, play. but yes. A Let's play. play. A play. I feel like, okay. yeah, we'll give Let's it a dig try. into the mystery. <laughs> okay. 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 Debbie, pause or play on this one? Oh, definitely play. I love me a good mystery. Definitely play. Okay, perfect. There's no hesitation there. Oh, uh, you know what? Because it, this book is all about Glasgow and my dog Glasgow, a.k.a. Glizzy, knows that. He's now having a tantrum about it, too. Um, <laughs> I would also press play on this. Um, sounds really interesting. The Dark Remains. So you heard her voice. Our guest for today's audiobook talk is Debbie Williams. And you are here to help us uh, open up the space to review, discuss, recommend, browse, conceptualize, and reminisce on audiobooks. And Debbie, you know what I usually do around this time is proclaim people as avid audiobook listeners. You're an audiobook listener. You're an avid audiobook listener. But do that with you. I think it's time for us to introduce the finally fleshed out, brand spanking new listening scale on audiobook review. So 
Not all of you know about this. In fact, none of you know about this because it's been a very big secret. But I'm so excited. So we're going to start. love me a good mystery. <laughs> exactly. And we're going to start. This is a two-part scale, okay? It's very, very creative. Trust me. We're going to start with the even numbers. From zero to ten. Zero being anti-audiobookers. And those people are most likely not going to be on this show. Are you two? Tempted but... So there's definitely an appeal to listening to audiobooks, but I'm terrified. Four, a lazy listener. I could really listen more, but I'm too preoccupied on Netflix or enter other streaming service here. Six, pile them on. Toss me the recommendations and I will listen. Eight, can't hear. I'm listening. No matter what I'm doing or where I'm going, earbuds are in and an audiobook is on. Or ten, beyond help and broke. It's too late to turn back now. I eat, sleep, and breathe audiobooks, and I'm not at all upset about it. Where do you fall in this scale, Debbie? I'd say I'm about a four. four? What was four again? Yeah. I think uh, four was the lazy listener. Oh, no, sorry, six. 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 Pile them on. So toss me a recommendation, and I will listen. Yes. Okay. Yes. yes. Excellent. Good. She's a recommender. <laughs> So now we're going to move on to the odd numbers and we're going to narrow down your listening habits. Okay, see, this is a very intense process. So this is the pickiness listening scale from one to nine. Uh, and like I said, the odd numbers, which of the following statements best describes you? One, the sleeper. I really want to listen, but fall asleep doing it. Three, the self-helper. I listen to audiobooks exclusively for help, self-help reasons. Five, the verifier. If it's hot on the market, I'll probably listen. Seven, Speed Racer. 1.5x plus is the only way to take in audiobooks. Or nine, The Humanitarian. Human narrated books only, please. Oh, definitely nine. <laughs> okay, so none of the synthetic <laughs> audio for you. No, I, I, I don't think I could do a whole book, you know, with, I, I don't... Mind you, I don't know. I've never really tried, so I shouldn't really say. But, you know, if I'm listening to something with, you know, voiceover or whatever, I don't know that I can do a whole story that way because sometimes the narrator makes the book, right? Mm. Some narrators are, they really get you into the story. And then when you're done, you're like, oh, I wanted more. I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed the the narrator, the yeah. speed of the narrator, the story, everything is a package, right? So I would say that I'm a nine. But however, I do tend to fall asleep when I listen at night. So maybe I'm a bit of a nine and a one. <laughs> a nine and a one. You're on all over the place on this scale. Uh, no, but it's totally true. A narrator really makes the book. And, you know, like there's searching by author, searching by titles and on Audible, not sure about other platforms, but on Audible, you can also search by narrator, right? Which is so helpful if you're just absolutely in love with the way a per person performed a book. Yes, that's right. That's cool. So how long have you been listening to audiobooks? Was there a phase in your life when you were reading print? Actually, I started reading audiobooks probably about 20 years ago when I, when I was commuting. Um, when I was mm. taking the, the the train from Oakville to Toronto. So then I really started to to get into the audiobooks. It was a lot easier than reading print. Um, 
back in the day, it was the four track set. Ooh, I'm dating myself. Um, <laughs> I still do not as much now, but I still continue to read print because my advice is always, if you can still read print, try to do it because it's good for me. Anyways, it's good for spelling. I mean, there are certain names of places and names of characters um, and a perfect example was I read The Golden Compass and one of the characters' name was Pantalanon. And I never seen that in print. And when somebody wrote it and I went, oh, that's how you spell that, right? So wow. sometimes I think it's really good that if you're still able to read print, get out that magnifier, get out that CCTV, even if it takes you six months, um, it's it's just a good, or or your iPad. I use I use my iPad and I read then I can make it bigger. So I use the iBooks app or I use Kindle or even Overdrive, anything so that you can still continue to see, you know, names of people, names of streets, names of cities. You know, sometimes you'd be like, I don't know what, I've never seen what that's spelt like, right? So, but there's so much more to a book than just the story, right? There's so much learning. You know, you, you're talking about the geography, the, the, the communities, um, everything else, the settings. And absolutely, spelling is a huge part of reading visually. Like, luckily now, though, there are a lot of different options for us. Even if you are ebook reading, um, you can probably go in and, and figure out the way that the words are spelled if you're using a screen reader. And what I like to do is uh, pause a book if a word really stood out for me and then ask my smart device like Google or Amazon Echo, a lady, uh, what how to spell the word. Because then you're still getting some level of, oh, okay, interesting. That's a good point, actually, because I don't tend to do that. I tend to read books and then I just get into them and sometimes I'll be like, oh, what does that mean? But then I just move on because I get so into the story. Yeah, absolutely. So this is um, a really good point. I think that there are people who are super comfortable pausing uh, a lot during books. <clears throat> Amir Khan, he's he, you know who you are. Um, but there are, you know, there's a flow, right? And sometimes you don't want to feel interrupted by the flow. And of, and of course, if you're listening, you don't have the visual flow to just kind of be able to pick up spelling, pick up different quirks and words and, uh, you know, accents and dialects just because you see the way that they're supposed to be written. Of course, though, you get the performance of it, right? You're not being distracted by um, e- ebook reading where like sometimes or with synthesizers, as you mentioned way at the, at the start of this, Debbie, where they don't pronounce things properly, right? With an actual human narrator, you get to get the the real feel, the accents, the dialect, the pacing, um, and and just like the overall theatrics of what it's supposed to be like having read this book aloud. Exactly. The other thing I find too, sometimes I'll get narrators that have a heavy accent and I find at the beginning it takes a little bit of effort to get used to it. Like, especially if you have somebody who's got a really thick, there's a lot of British write, uh, narrators and a lot of them are amazing. But at the beginning, sometimes you really have to listen to get used to their their accent, get used to their intonations. So it's, it's kind of neat, right? But you're right with the synthetic, you know, sometimes voiceover, for example, will pronounce live as live or read as live, read, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if a synthetic audiobook does that. I've never listened to one, but you know, it it takes 
time and effort. And if it takes too much time and too much effort, I can't get into the book. If I have to spend too much time really listening to the the narrator's accent or trying to understand what he or she is saying or what the system is saying, I'm going to get bored very quickly. Yeah, yeah. One of the longest books I've read in my entire life. Uh, no, I didn't used to read much actually when I was younger. So really in the past, past 10 years, uh, the, one of the longest books I've listened to or read was Gone with the Wind. And this book is just so enormously long for anyone who's made it through the, either the book or the movie knows how long it is. But it I read it in synthetic audio and it wasn't synthetic audio in the form of an audiobook, Debbie. It was an ebook that I had read with a screen reader when I had an Android phone. And I'm Yikes. telling you that. Yeah, it was a brutal, brutal experience. <laughs> but I can't believe I came out of it actually loving that book. OK, I loved it. I read part two of it. Um, it was wonderful. And then I went back later on after I got audible and actually uh, listened to it using a, a very beautiful performance and, and narration. But I couldn't believe how much I got through with the apostrophes and with the accents and with the uh, uh, the way that people speak back in the, the early 1900s. And it was terrible. Like it was, like, you know, a lot of it I had to just decode, right? Because I had no idea what this could actually mean until I heard the human narrated version. So totally understand what that could feel like. Wow, good for you. I don't know that I could do that, especially Gone with the Wind. That's a I know. Giant book. It's a never ending <laughs> book. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, later on with the human narrated version, uh, I was still learning things because I was like, oh, well, that's how that's said, not what I thought it was supposed to be. Okay, cool. And earlier on you mentioned um, you know, even if it takes you six months, which in my head I was like, six months, um, would you finish, you know, go through and finish the book? Do you binge a lot of books or do you take your time? Um, it depends. I go through phases where I read, 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 read. And then I go through a phase where I may not read for like two weeks. And then I go through other phases right. where it's like, I really want to read. I really want to read. I really want to read. Like, you know, we'll be watching something on Netflix, uh, my partner and I, and I'll be like, let's watch one episode because I really want to read. Right. And other times I'll be yeah. like, it's lunchtime. I'm going to put in my earbuds and read other times I can go for two weeks and not even pick up a book sometimes right. I have two books on the go I just finished one now and I was listening to two at the same time and sometimes I have a third so sometimes I'll have like you know one print book going and then I'll have like two audiobooks going yeah totally I mean these days it's uh it's very easy to have a lot of audiobooks going and, and like you said it doesn't have to be a narrowed down habit um, I I like you go through the phases of uh, audiobook, 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 and then, oh, that was a lot of audiobooks. Netflix, 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 <laughs> then come back. It's hard to find an even balance. <laughs> exactly. Or, you know, the, the mess is the balance, maybe. Debbie, so awesome talking to you. Thank you so much for going through the scale with us. You know, it's a, it's a uh, work in progress, experiment, whatever you want to call it, but it was really, oh really fun. Oh, my goodness, fun. that was fun. Yeah, and it was fun getting to know you as an audiobook listener, and I'm sure you'll be back on the show, so we'll talk more. Before we go, give us your recommendation. Um, Stay by Catherine Ryan Hyde. I just finished it. It was a, a bit of a heart-wrenching story, but it's about friendship, and it was set in 1969, so there is a little bit of touching on people returning from Vietnam, but it was just a brilliant story 
the narrator was amazing. The story was amazing. I loved it. If you, you know, are looking for something sweet, there is some sad parts. Um, it does talk a little bit about mental health and again, people coming back from the war and, um, you know, a little bit of dysfunctional families, but it's just a beautiful story. So stay by Catherine Reinheit. Appreciate the recommendation so much, Debbie. We have it up as well uh, on the podcast description for anyone who's looking for the title slash author. Thank you so much, Deb. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. It was great. Thank you so much. You're listening to AMI Audiobook Review. Thanks for joining us this week. Happy Saturday, if you happen to be listening on a Saturday, of course. Nisreen and I will be back next week. But until then, happy audiobook listening. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca. Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books, where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them. That's My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI podcasts.